Welcome to the Saved by Mother Earth podcast, hosted by Heather Webster. In this podcast, Heather weaves together conversations of spirituality, wellness, and nature immersion to help create connection for your mind, body, and soul, allowing you to know your authentic self and enhancing your connection within and your connections with others. Heather combines her love of learning, teaching, spirituality, nature, and others to bring this podcast to you. Come join us on the journey of self-discovery. Well, welcome all into the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? I am so good. Thank you for having me on. I'm really glad to have connected with you. Oh, I'm so glad too. So where are you located? Currently in San Diego, California. Okay. okay. I was recently um, in California visiting my aunt and uncle and I, I'm a nomad right now. I sold my house and everything I own. And so I was recently, um, they live in Ventura County area up in Ojai. So well, it was nice to visit California a little bit. But you you were, were you living in California and you sold your house and then you moved to? So I was living in New Hampshire, but I have lived, I lived up in, um, up in Davis in Sacramento area for five years. Okay. When I was doing my grad work. So okay. California. So you're in New Hampshire right now? No. So I was in New Hampshire in March. I sold my house okay. from New Hampshire. I'm in Wyoming right now. I love New Hampshire also. I've only been there once and I loved it. I had no idea it was so beautiful. But Wyoming, I love. That's amazing. It's amazing because you go from like desert to like Yellowstone, right? Where it's like trees and mountains and it's just, yeah, I'm still a special place. Yes. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got on this path and kind of diving into like what is the soul operating system? Ah, well, the, the, what is a soul operating system and how did I get on this path? I think one has to kind of get off the path in order to realize you're off the path and then like go find the path. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so I did that quite a few times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how we get into this soul operating system situation that I realized actually we are we all have and we're all in and it's a matter of of understanding it and developing aptitude for it yeah so what so were you on a path of more of a corporate path or something like that and then you veered off yeah corporate entrepreneurship uh you know the whole just pedal to the metal get it kind of you know, the whole hustle, whatever, before it became a thing. Uh, and it, truthfully, it was all driven from immigrating here, you know, with my, my mom was a single mother of three little kids. And she had $100 in her name when we landed. And so the directive was to make it, <laughs> survive and make it. So I was 10 years old at the time. And uh, so it was just been that program I was on. So right. uh, that's, that's why that was the path. There must be some trauma too, in that whole, like immigrating, leaving her ho- home country to come here and how 
that probably was its own little venture for you to work through and very much so. So I, I didn't actually realize the impact it had on me until hence I'm off the path, right? Uh, you can only be on the survival path for so long that, but that survival path cuts you off from who you are and your connection to yourself and in turn your connection with the earth. And my first 10 years, you know, where we, uh, we came from was the Philippines. I, I recall really not being so connected. You know, there's like places where my mother took us to, like phones didn't work. There was no flushing toilet. There was, <laughs> uh, you know, people grew their food. Uh, people kept, you know, did, uh, what's it called? Animal husbandry, I think, is in English, is the term. Um, and so coming here and everything became very clinical and academic uh, and also categorized, like very strictly compartmentalized is actually the more precise word. So as a kid, you know, I have a brother who was born with uh, brain tumors. Wow. Yeah. So it is not uncommon for a priest to refer you to a doctor and then the doctor will refer you to a healer. <laughs> and a healer will refer you to the priest, you know, the shaman will, like, this is all integrated together. And when we came here, uh, all of that was like jarring the separation. Mm. And, uh, and I think that was probably, you know, kind of set the tone for veering off, like what I know to be is possible. Right. Like this whole idea of you kind of had to adapt to this new society norms. And then finally, at one point, you're just like, no, this is ridiculous. This is my path. Yes. Uh, and so that that part with, with my brother being born with tumors, uh, we would take him for healing, like mm -hmm. up in the mountains where this group of women that my grandmother was a part of. Uh, people still come all over, from all over the world and see these women for healing, like, yeah. like you know, that like what they call shaman work, right? Yep. And so I got to see a lot of things. Like we, in order to find them, you had to like hike, sleep on rocks overnight, you know, like we didn't have sleeping bags, right. we didn't have hiking boots, I'm like barefoot, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I got to see a lot of things that I didn't know is not normal to other people, if that makes sense. Yep. And, and so I think it slowly ate at my spirit without me realizing it to, you know, go after great grade, good grades and a great high paying job. And then, you know, uh, after that, going after my own destiny, if you will, and becoming an entrepreneur. So, you know, uh, so I mentioned that because I think uh, with your question of how did you know about soul operating system, I think we all came with it. It's just nobody nurtured or told us it's there <laughs> and we have sort of these defining moments in our lives that kind of make us aware that there's something else besides our minds or the circumstances we're in yep and then we grapple with it and just try and survive with it best as we can but it's actually one of our best allies and our best tools that we have available to us yeah so tell me a little bit more about this whole operating system is that something that you came up with that term or is that an overarching term that's used for soul work and spirituality 
both. So we all, it comes from the foundation, the fundamental concept and like actually not just a concept, but a reality that we're all souls. Yes. Okay. That beyond this human skin bag that we're all in is a living divinity that animates us. That is the source of our life force that is, has its own set of talents that has its own set of anatomy and has its own set of rhythms and data, uh, you know, its own set of data that informs us every day. It has an exchange with our body, with our mind. It has a back and forth exchange. I used to think that that really souls or yeah, the soul downloads or the higher, you know, our bigger consciousness that we're all in downloads into people. And I've seen death, including, you know, my own near death experience where our experiences also upload into our own cloud, like our own, we're our own cloud, you know, <laughs> and our, our all, like our soul is like our cloud also. So the operating system is beyond a, a, like a nomenclature. It is an actual thing and it has a biology and I teach people about it, uh, how to look at it, how to sense it, how to strengthen your awareness of it mm. your orientation with it uh what what parts are where <laughs> you know if i could come up with the equivalent of head shoulders knees and toes right. i probably have to do that <laughs> you think you should have been taught when you were in kindergarten or you know first grade or whenever it was as we start singing that song but that's the equivalent uh, as i'm trying to portray here right uh, is that yeah well and and you and you're talking about like learning that as kindergartners when we look at kids right you could totally tell that the younger children that have not maybe had as much trauma or haven't had any considered really traumatic experiences you could see they're connecting fully with their soul especially when they're outdoors and it's probably something you experienced that on those hikes that you were talking about to go to the shaman to barefoot right like how grounding and amazing is that can you speak to like your time outdoors and how that aligns with the work you do ah oh, gosh you know it, the work i've done is quite a variety i have really pushed myself to have this beyond the healing work and shaman work the, i have stories of people who have come in my living room they have 30 days to live 29 years old terminal cancer with three little children, you know, uh, and they're still alive today. So mm -hmm. I, yes, I have those, but I felt that this consciousness can't just be about these like sort of anecdotal phenomena. Uh, it needs to be integrated into like this 3D existence and consciousness we're in because it isn't going anywhere. <laughs> and uh, so I've pushed myself beyond that and uh, having it also be integrated into the way we work the way we relate to each other uh, and so I guess that's where I'm at with this is to not have it be just like yes you become aware to your entireness of your who you are and all you're made of but now what do you do with that right it's like when you when you tell somebody that they have head shoulders knees and toes then the next thing is like you can kick with that it will hurt people right right or you can use it to walk, or you can use it to run. So, uh, and, and you're right, I see it in kids. 
it's like kids don't know any different except to exist from that. <laughs> and uh, as they enter into instruction, years of instruction, that's when that sort of starts to melt off because yeah. they have to emulate and fit in and they're given instruction of how to act, look and be. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's no question when you watch like babies and their connection to the other world, right? Like the fact that they can, you see babies staring off quite a bit or you hear kids saying, oh, I see grandma or, oh, so-and-so's here. And the adults are like, what do you mean, right? It's, there is a connection with souls, right? Between that children still have that open door. Well, we were all babies first. And so we were all, all souls first before this body. So it's not unusual that people enjoy looking at babies because it reminds you of that part of yourself you were barely using. (laughs) Right? And it means we could tap back in. Right? And it means we we can tap back into the fact that that soul is still within us. Always. Which is so... Well, there are several, you know, people who've gone through a lot of trauma and pain. Uh, there is this sort of distancing that happens because it has to from pain uh, mm-hmm. in order for the body to keep going. So, and there's all kinds of ways to recover from that and still have your soul be the one running versus just your mind or your trauma running your life or your pain mm-hmm. running your life. So. so do you have tips for the listeners of things they can do to tap into their soul operating system? Uh, at first sit with the idea that you have a soul this is actually a really big hurdle for people (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have found I used to give like very uh what I thought at the time very elementary tips you know like um and I'll show you since we have a little bit of video here but we can we are one of the places we are connected to is right here it's like a cord um one of our ways that our soul is like tied to us is here and so i'd often have people pat like a rub it really hard and say uh in your case you'll say your name i am heather i am my i i am my i am breathing and all the way to your feet breathing and then all the way up your head breathing you know three times but i thought that was quite basic it's quite physical but actually, I found that just sitting with the concept of, because it's such a, oh, but that's a, you know, that term out there that's, we've been numb to that it's just sort of this flory, floral word versus an actual concrete thing that we are is quite something for, for the mind to get comfortable with. Yes. <laughs> and also, you know, there's a lot of, uh, deliberate like deliberate conditioning away from that concept by way of institution and belief systems and whatever so just to sit with it first and have it coexist with everything that you know and everything you've been taught is actually the first step that's great that's great so do you find that do you still have family in the philippines do you find that they um the family your family in the philippines has a closer connection to this type of work than people here in the United States? Because they work with shamans and 
I mean, they're they're from that part of town. There's one avenue in our lineage. I just they always come very low key when they know we're in town. Uh, I feel how happy they are to see us. I don't know them. We don't know them, right? You know, uh, but the pride that they exude always brings so much food, and the, and you know, it's like the best of what they have, and they're not people who have anything, right? And so, um, that generosity of spirit always humbles me. You know that despite all the all of this or that we have here as the richest country in the world, uh, there's the riches that they're from and that it actually trumps any kind of riches I've ever been in. So, yeah. And that energy transfer is so much more powerful than money could buy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's so. And like there's, they make such a, uh, we have no need to make an impression. You know, we have a very big family and kids are just screaming pandemonium and the adults are trying to just relate while scrids, the kids are screaming, you know, snaking their way for us. And so there's not much time for one-on-one, but I, I always have, I'll see them in the corner of my eye, like, oh, okay, okay, you know, like, all right, hi, and then just keep going. But those little split seconds, I'm like, like that's what I remember. <laughs> So yes, they're, they're very much close to it. Right. Uh, even my cousins who or my family who live in the city, there's they will still go back and like, okay, I need this kind of work. I need, I need uh, resolution or I need solace. I need, I need more than what the concrete jungle has for me here. And I'm going to go over there. Yeah, I think people are now realizing that here in the U.S. that they need to get out into the world into nature more yes Uh, so there's a little bit of a rehab that happens you know for folks who have uh, worked with me for about six months and they're quite versed at knowing when their soul is engaged and when it isn't and they they build the stamina because we can't we don't have the endurance in the beginning because like it's been life a whole lifetime right of not doing that so we have the muscles for it so we build the muscles but immediately once that kind of sets in it it's like it's just not enough to be where they're at I'm like uh maybe go to the desert go off grid go like that's like the knee-jerk need like I need to be somewhere else and they can't even articulate that's what they need right that's so amazing I'm like you know it sounds like you just need to like be barefoot in like your backyard (laughs) I think it's so because you said we've been so disconnected for so long that some people, they, because they've grown up or live in cities or, or they're just in this like rush, rush, rush life, they don't even think that, oh, this is where I go to recalibrate or refresh. And like you well, said- We've resorted to thinking of these things as a recalibration versus zone. Just what natural. It is, what it, it is what we are yes. mentally, right? I'm like, I'm like, but this is the phase of the consciousness we're in. I get it. But like, let's have a look at that. <laughs> like, why is this is where we came from? We are made of the dirt. We are made of the biome. We are made of the same stuff as what's in the forest and in the and desert. We're losing some of our senses because we're not out in it, which is huge because that's our true connection is through our senses. Yes. 
And if we're losing those left and right, I mean, they're even saying that hearing has become much different than it was in the past because of all the noise that we have that's not natural. Mm -hmm. And we obviously eyesight is a big thing. You see so many kids with glasses now didn't have them before. And I love how you mentioned the fact that it could be desert. It could be the woods. It could be the ocean. It's like, it could be any of those things. Um, and each person might connect differently. Mm -hmm. It's whatever you have available to you, go be there. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't use that as an excuse. Like if it's near you, that's what it is. (laughs) Uh, this whole everything, every surface of this earth is a portal. We don't have to like be on some designated spot that's been hyped as a portal or whatever. Some magical spot. It's all magical. You just need to be, be in it. Yes. I actually find, I was saying this to somebody else I was just interviewing that I find that those portals or those vortexes, um, almost because they've become so popular, they feel less like they have the energy that they're supposed to supposed to have right because they're just so overpopulated with people now yes without without that uh what's the word native intention yeah yeah yes and like you can go to the town next door and go hiking in the woods and it's just it's even more powerful because you're by yourself or only with your loved ones or like you're reconnecting. I just saw a meme that I loved and it said, I go to the forest, not to be alone, but to talk to people that don't speak my language or talk to things that aren't speaking my language. Yes. Uh, It's a whole kind of listening, a whole different kind of communication. Everything, everything falls. We just forgot how to listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Silence is rarely even silence, just like the color white is not even just all white. And the same for black, you know, all the colors are in black. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. That, that is one of my favorite quotes as well. Yeah. It's it's a matter of, you know, we should, in the ideal scenario, none of us would need reconnecting because we were never severed to begin with. Um, and what, uh, whatever I can do to contribute to heading in that direction is what I'm going to do. Right. <clears throat> so where can the listeners find you? Uh, I'm actually quite easy to find. <laughs> can be Googled. But I've got a platform called woomanity.com. It's where woo-woo and humanity converged. Woo-woo is you know, all the stuff we've just talked about. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's, it is a sat- my way of satire of some of this... Uh, variety of flavors and consciousness I've seen that I'm like what is this you know and but also resetting people to what's real what works and replicable duplicable it works for anyone and that and then acknowledgement that we're all humanity you know and connecting our woo to our the humans the humanness of us so woomanity.com like as in w-o-o manity.com okay awesome and I will put that in the show notes for sure. So okay. people can just Sounds click good. on it and it'll be hyperlinked so they can just get right to it. <laughs> so. okay. Any last words that you should like to share with the listeners before we sign off? You know, I was just taking on, uh, working on a, a client's brand site product 
and they're doing sustainable women's products. And I venture people to simplify just to how they think of this, all this whole sustainability and earth and, you know, there's just so much now being at it. There's terms being attached to it, you know, SDG, SDG, so many commercialized term of, it's just earth. And what's good for you should be good for the earth and vice versa. Right. And so if we could simplify it down to that, you're already on your way to reconnecting again, being connected again. And if you need more help, then come find me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, right? It's like, if you, if it's good for you and that's, I think people have a hard time with knowing what's good for them. Yes. Um, I was just talking to somebody who was filled that was making cold brew coffee. And I was talking to her about, like being careful about what kinds of what brands you use because there's mold in a lot of coffee and those kind of things. And she's like, I've never heard of that. Yes. I have to research that. And so those little things of like knowing what would be good for yourself. And again, this is all like, there's so many different places they can go to find that information, but just simplifying it down to if it's good for you, it's going to be good for the earth. Think always of the, big, of the big picture while you're thinking of yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and I'm humbled. Thank you. And I will uh, make sure all the information is in the show notes for the listeners. Sounds good.